gotta go change the angle. Just go change the angle. Change the angle of the dog. Like that clip is very. That dog's cool. lazy. Look at him. That's no fucking lazy. lazy. It's the lazy ass dog. <laughs> He's got white privilege. It's got white privilege. <laughs> Kevin's dog is so lazy that it doesn't even. He's care. entitled. It's entitled. Yeah, he doesn't even care. That dog is so lazy that it doesn't even care. It's been moved. <laughs> Yes, Hangover yeah, Comedy Podcast. Woo. Yes, episode. I don't know what episode is this. Twenty nine, man. You gotta be twenty nine. Yeah, it's a perfect age to fear the age of thirty. Mm-hmm. You're like on right the, the cusp of it. Yes. It's yes. it's like yeah. When you hit twenty nine, every woman hates everybody. Just and even a man doesn't feel bad about thirty as much as a woman does. Just throwing it out there. Like Why we already that? feel. Why yeah, I mean, I mean, I always feel that when a man is already in his like 24, 25, or even he's 26, mm-hmm. he's already feeling old. He's pre-prepared for the 30 life, you know? Okay, okay. But, yeah, because uh, women are not never prepared of being old. Never. Like women always want to be like, yeah, I'm feeling young. I want to feel beautiful, which is beautiful. Which is, is, a, is a great thing. So just saying. You don't want to have issue. any women audience members whatsoever, right? You just want to cut them all off, just like <laughs> cut them all. I don't know, man. It's like, I'm, I, the, I'm the, Listen, it's podcast. not about it's. I love women. I'm just saying they have a they have a, a specific hate towards a number three zero. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's it's it's. I don't know what that is. But honestly, men. I think every guy does too, though. Like, I mean, you didn't want to become thirty, you know. So, I mean, you're you're. 33 now, 34. I'm 33. Like, yes, I'm 33. Yeah. You want to say it in an awkward way? I'm 33. Yeah, big deal. So okay. like, I went to a comedy club. People think I'm 26, 27. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I don't like it. There's a, there's a one that can, I think there's one thing about being old and acting old, mm-hmm. you know? Like there, there's, there's like age. If people when they say age is just a number. That's a different story. But can you feel the age you're at? That's my question. Can mm-hmm. you feel it? Because because we can be thirty and act like a twenty six or twenty five. You can be forty two and act like a fifty or sixty five. You know. I think, it, I think it depends on if you have kids or not, or if you're doing like physical labor and as a job or not. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, that that all that, that all pertains into you know. Into yeah, how. that 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 yeah, the dad mood kicks in. But yeah, but, but uh, I heard. Um, so you we were having a discussion before. You have trouble sleeping though, right? Like, why, yes, I have trouble. Have I have trouble sleep? sleeping. I, I don't get sleep though. Like, you know, like right now we're shooting this podcast or whenever whatever podcast I'm shooting, whatever the hell I'm doing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh the, the point that I'm done uh working and I'm I'm at my bed, from that point for one hour, I mm-hmm. have to do something else. I just don't get sleep like this. Like it just doesn't hit me like I don't do that. It doesn't hit me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, I don't know if it is insomnia. I don't know if it is, you know, sleep depth. I don't know what that is. Like I've also tried masturbation, but that does not work. Oh, that that disclaimer work? does not work for everybody listening everywhere around the globe. Touching yourself does not get you to sleep. Does not get you to sleep. Period. Take it from a guy. Okay. My hands are very tired. Okay. So my point, my point being like, you have to watch movies or you have to talk to somebody or you have to engage in a conversation, you know? Or yeah, and I thought that's that's my problem, man. I have to do multiple yeah, things. I have no problem with that. I can I can fall asleep like that, man. I love sleep. So old. Me, like, I can old. just fall asleep whenever. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can just like at taking naps, 
falling asleep yeah dude I what, you can summon sleep. sleep from anywhere you can just summon sleep just like that I just like sleep yeah man just like that dude a- any, sound like my I have grandpa. To feel like in a comfortable position too i mean there's been like mattresses where it's like oh it's like it's tough to like sleep on but it's like usually pretty much i can like sleep anytime so yeah. What what's your favorite what's your favorite position if you have to sleep? What's your favorite go to position when you're sleeping? Is it oh, is it but is it butt faced up or is it che- is it butt faced down? I like the um I like the funeral position. So funeral. <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine is mine is basically when I'm lying like this, right? And then my butt is face up, like I'm like drowning, oh, you know, like okay. that. It's just like giving up on life, all right, kill me now, like that. So, so this might be why you don't have a girlfriend, man, because like you just want to spread out all like this and you just could push her off the bed. Like, I mean, that's... I'm not pushing off the bed. I'm just stretching my muscles, okay? I'm just trying to lose. Yeah, but then up. where is she going to be in the bed, though? You don't... You're, I don't you're know. not leaving you any room on for the her. Floor. I got a hell of a mattress. Oh, oh, you got her in her own mattress on the floor? Is that <laughs> what you said? My... <laughs> <laughs> when did this become about an argument? <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anyway. So... Let's uh, let's we, bring the guests in before you get into yeah we have yeah we have, we have we have we have important guests very important guests today very important guests uh, I'm very excited I'm very excited because when I when Kevin told me about this particular guest I was like wow uh I should be scared <laughs> yeah you should be scared, scared. <laughs> uh, he's an MMA fighter right Kevin MMA that's fighter. what he told me yep yep and now he's a MMA life fighter. Coach. Yeah, now life coach, man. Yeah. I know. No, he's shady, man. You could probably learn something because man, you need coaching, dude, in life, man. Seriously. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, he's paying it forward. What are you trying to say? I'm fat. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I don't know. Every every aspect of life, man. <laughs> you need coaching. <laughs> so maybe he can give you some tips. I don't know. So all right. Dude, he, yeah, yeah. All right, guys, let's give it up for Eric Ursak. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so you like sleeping in like the reverse Jesus position. Yeah, like right? this, like down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's funny listening to you guys talk about women and their like aversion to the number 30. And I had a uh, a mentor once and he told me that it's because men age like wine and women age like bread. Mm. And, um, mm. that's true mm. that's very true actually there's, there's, put there's that some, on a t-shirt put that on a t-shirt with my wife in the background yeah your wife was in the background yeah my wife's in the background she's 28 and she's like huh <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the bad timing to make this joke but um <laughs> anyway yeah, Eric. Anyway. You, you, we get started, man. Um, let's... Oh, that's I say way worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> She's fine. Uh, Eric, before we get started, uh, just give like two or three minutes of who you are, just like so the audience. Knows yeah, you. a little bit about the audience for the people uh, across the globe, because yeah. The... So I am a uh, I'm a retired MMA fighter and uh, an MMA coach. Uh, was definitely uh, much more well known as a coach. Had had a lot of success, and then. Uh, moved into the coaching space, the the you know personal life coaching space, uh, emotional intelligence and mindset for men primarily. Prior to all that, I was a um was a career criminal and a junkie up until I was about twenty three before I moved into the martial arts world and uh, wow. You know, wow. um have like I've had like three four five different stages of my life that feel like completely different lives at this point so. Um, it's, it's been a, a fun and interesting ride. And 
it's a it's cool because I draw from all of them and what I currently do. So like all my past experience, uh, kind of. Oh. So it's been fun. It's been called. I think I think his internet is. Yeah, are you, are you, is your internet okay? Can you like hear us? Is your internet is fine because you were lagging? I feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are you still lagging? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No. 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 My no. internet. Testing. One, two, three. Testing. 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 It's clear on my end. It's clear on your end, huh? Am I okay. lagging? Yeah. Or no, I, no I, you're I not lagging. I'm not lagging too. You're not lagging. So. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll um, try to... Everything's clear over here. All right, cool, cool, cool. Let me try to disconnect the internet from my phone. Yeah, let's do all that. Okay. Cool. Okay. Awesome. All right. So, all right. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, the first question I wanted to kind of ask you is, like, what, what got you into uh, MMA? And then what got you into, like, the whole life coaching um, aspect? Okay, so what got... Like, I knew from... Well, I saw, like, the first UFC in, like, 1993. I saw it on a videotape at my cousin's house. And I was like, mm -hmm. what the fuck is this? This is amazing. And I, I've been obsessed with fighting my entire life. I, I grew up on Long Island um, and tough middle-class working family. And uh, I was I was out in the streets pr pretty heavy as a, as a kid. And um, I wrestled in high school and violence was just a part of a huge part of my life, you know? Um, and really I got involved in training martial arts. The first martial art aside from wrestling that I trained was judo. And I, I really Ooh. just honestly wanted to be able to rob drug dealers more effectively. <laughs> so that's, that's what, yes. that was my initial, uh, I, I didn't expect to, nobody really expected too much of my life. So right. that, those were the goals at the time. And then, really what happened was I decided that, okay, I'm either, I'm either going to overdose or get shot in the street, or I'm going to do this. True. And so I decided to just train and, and put my life into that. And my martial arts career um, took me all over the world. I lived in Thailand for a few years. I've lived in the UK, um, all, all over uh, the United States. And it's, yeah, it's, and it's taken me all over the world. Uh, also just um, travels and whatnot. And I, I, because of my sort of tumultuous upbringing, there was a lot of, I had my own healing journey that had to happen uh, through, through emotional trauma and, and alcoholism and addiction, abuse and whatnot and, and PTSD. And so as I went through my own journey, I, I just, I had a, I've always had a gift for coaching. I've always had a gift for explaining. Uh, right these perhaps complex ideas and making them digestible for people. And, and, and so, um, yeah, that's a uh, that short story, a uh, long story made very short. Um, <laughs> that was, that, that's, that's what took perfect. me into what I'm currently doing. You're in life coaching now, like, it's a very broad term. So is there very specific areas that you're like life coaching? So, yeah. Yeah. So for sure. So I, I generally work with, with men, right. Um, I do have a few female clients, but I, I, my general market is men. Uh, and a lot of the work that I do is about, okay, you have a goal. Okay. Right. Um, right. Whatever it is. And then, and then, so you have an end point that you want to arrive at and then you have where you're currently at. Okay. So the first thing is discovering, okay, what's like, what is practically in the way from me where I'm standing now and, and where I'd like to go. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So really just getting clear on that first. If you don't have that clarity, life is going to feel really aimless, right? Just mm -hmm. getting up every day with not much, not much to do. So you guys are comedians, right? And yeah. How, or, or I can't tell you how how painfully true that line is. I can't <laughs> tell you how fucking okay. painfully okay. true. So you're line. a comedian, right? Yeah. And you have the choice every day. I mean, do you get up and write, right? Yeah. Do you get up, like, what is your discipline around your writing? Do you write just to write or do you write as this is a step towards my dream? Whether this, whether this joke I'm writing right now is shit or not, it's mm -hmm. the, it, it has to happen in order for me to take the next step towards whatever. Not every joke you write is going to land, right? Absolutely. But you have no. to write shit. No in, shit. In order to get Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 You got to write garbage to, to get to the good stuff, right? You might, you got to mm. eat shit on stage. So you find your voice. There's a bunch of things that have to happen. Right. Right. And so maybe you're a guy that like needs to know the answer. Like, like there's a lot of people that need to know, okay, if I do this, this, and this, it's going to guarantee me success, but it doesn't work like that. Right. It, it, mm -hmm. There's a, there's a vision that has to be there. The process. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. This is what I want to create. And it's, the showing up with that energy every single day. Oof. And then it's yeah. like, okay, what are the limiting beliefs that prevent you from doing that? Are there days where you know you should get up and write and you don't write? Are there right. days where you, you know, you know there's things that you need to do in order to advance in your career, but you don't do them, right? For for whatever right. reason, your consistency's not there. Right? Are right. are there certain right. risks that you're not taking that would advance you in your career, but they're True. scary, so you don't take them? That's where I come in. The, the limiting belief systems, the blind spots, you might not even be aware of the limiting belief system. Mm -hmm. I help my clients uncover the limiting belief system and then move past it. That, that is... If you can't see it, you can't do anything about it. True, true. Right? Yeah, true. I, I it's, it's a why. Yeah, it kind of feels like, like a little bit that you're a little bit like a therapist, though. Not really like a therapist, a little bit though, right? Because he's not a little bit like a therapist. Yeah. He's like a he's a philosophical uh, uh philosophical. Yeah, I, guy. I, I shy away philosophical. from the word therapist for legalities. You yes. know, um, for yeah. sure. It's sounding but... philosophical. That's what I get from. Yeah, everybody. there's a there's a lot of there's yeah. so yeah there's a lot of it's philosophy put into action, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. a lot of it is is mindfulness put into action. Right. And exactly. so philosophy in and of itself is great to have an understanding of something is great. If there's no action put in, you could read a book about comedy. If you don't get up on stage, tell jokes and eat dicks, then you're never <laughs> going to know what that feels like. You have to. You have to. That's the only way. Right. You no have to eat. Uh, you got to eat buckets of dicks before. Absolutely. Because there's no other, there's no shortcut with comedy. Like every single I, comedian that's like, you right. know, even professional, right? They all start right. from the bottom. They all did the same thing that we're doing right yeah, now: going to open mics, telling a joke, yeah. not not getting I, a laugh, then like reworking, a laugh. reworking, reworking. Even like the perfect version of that joke. I, I I remember I remember like one of my friend long time ago. Uh, when you know when during the pandemic situation, and things were very really tough, and uh, and I used to like I I think I started doing Instagram at that point of time because I I didn't want to do Instagram. So I started creating sketches. I started writing. I started, you know, all, because I, I love writing. I love the idea of just an idea in my head and how it sounds when I put it down, right? So as I read it out loud. So, and I was writing and I was writing and putting out sketches. And one of my friends, she's actually not a life coach, but she's actually a spiritual person, right? She's more into spirituality and, and healthcare. So she said exactly what you, what you just said. She was like, sometimes 
you have to uh, get the you have to you have to get the you know shit out of the pipe uh, you know the clog the the pipe is clogged so you need to clean the pipe so shitty content first good content later so that's what she said mm-hmm. the first thing you got to clean the pipe yeah. you got to make sure that you you flush out all the bullshit and mm-hmm. that thing carried forward even with my stand up comedian when i started writing my jokes i could i could find it funny but then it was just one of those days where i'm saying it because it's funny not because it's reflecting me as a comedian right being comedian is one thing and finding it funny is i feel another thing so i when i started writing my jokes people are not laughing at me and like you said you have to uh, make sure you have to survive and the first rule of comedy is you need to learn to perform in a room full of zero laughter before you can get laughter that's the rule of comedy mm-hmm. so if you can do that so i think it you eric you're absolutely right when it comes to eating a bag of dicks i would say bucket i wouldn't say bucket but <laughs> it's a bucket it's a bucket <laughs> okay. but yeah so i've eaten a sufficient amount of dicks uh now the ratio has reduced because it's good <laughs> <laughs> okay. yeah and that's the thing too is like you know when you try out uh new material right even like the right. big comics when they try out new material they're they're doing the same process but they don't know if it's going to work or not like you know, if you go yeah. and like uh, when, when when Chris Rock like does like a pop in like a, a comedy seller, right? He tries out a new joke. He doesn't know if it's gonna work or not. So yes, he has a built in audience. Yes, there's people who are probably going to like trust him a little bit more than some no name comic. But I mean, you know, he's doing. Is this when he was good, or is this when he was good, or went before he went woke? Oh this no! Is this, this is currently. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm just no. kidding. <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to be a stand-up comedian? Are you sure that? Are yeah. you sure this guy doesn't want to be a stand-up comedian because he's funny? I think he does. Really funny. He's funny. <laughs> I've never met or I've never actually. Uh, never spoken to an MMA fighter. This is my very first time experience, and it takes a lot of discipline to be an uh, a mixed martial artist. So, uh, my question to you is: Have you ever had that moment where, because discipline and emotion and control over anger and and your emotion plays a very important role in when in, when it comes to fighting? Mm-hmm. So, you know, when when you're fight, when you, or you're training, you know, you're just so frustrated. So, my question to you is. Uh, when your initial stage, how did you have better control over your uh, emotions and still manage to train yourself? Uh, you know, okay. no, sure. So, I mean, more than discipline and and all that, you have to have a really shitty childhood to be a fighter. That's the, <laughs> the first thing that you have to have. That's the, the first prerequisite. The it's discipline the same comes for comedians, after that. By the way, same for comedians. You have yeah. Same yeah, comedians. yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> you you can a straight uh, Chris Lieben is a famous fighter said this once but like fighters are a lot like strippers mm. right mm. so the same way a woman becomes a stripper is how a boy ends up fighting in a cage mm. um very very similar life paths mm. uh, so controlling your emotions it's like some people don't control their emotions some people it here's the thing fighting oftentimes becomes your identity and i think you could draw a lot of parallels to, to this in comedy or anything that somebody pursues as the thing that they want to do right so for a comedian the reason people don't want to go up and, and eat dicks as you will is because they make that they take it so personal as if that's their worth as a, as a human being not as like look i go to practice and not every day at practice is a good day some days true, at practice true, true, right i get true. my ass kicked right? Mm. Some days I do the ass kicking, right? Mm. 
and there or even if you even if you do the ass kicking all the time it doesn't always look the same right so some days are going to be good some days are going to be bad it's or, or bad per se right like like i have to be willing to go through the journey of it all and and like be willing to be uncomfortable and some days the uncomfortableness is i didn't have a good day is my do i is my dream big enough that i can be resilient to move past this bad day into the next day that I'm willing to take. Okay. A bad day is great because it gives you feedback. So you can look mm-hmm. at a bad day on stage or a bad day in the gym. There's two, two, diff- two, two different ways, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking shit. This is never going to happen. Why am I doing this? Or you could get excited and be like, okay, now I've got feedback around what doesn't work. Okay. Right. Yeah. And I can look at all the different things that don't work. Right. Maybe that joke yeah. just didn't work with this crowd right or maybe this technique doesn't work against a guy with this style of fighting maybe this is better reserved right, for, right, for a right, different right. style because i've had success with it in the past so what was different and so it's the the presence of mind to be aware of, of the value of feedback like feedback is so valuable knowing what doesn't work is just as valuable as knowing what works mm-hmm. it really is knowing how 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 to do something is so much it's just as valuable as knowing how not to do it like you have to have both right you have to have both right right but i think the idea of like like instant gratification and, and and how people put their whole identity into a thing um can really determine whether they're able to look at a, a rough day at the office enthusiastically True. or if they make it the end of the world Mm. Oh, I hold, hold, right. holding on. Now imagine you stack a bunch of days together, right? Where you're looking at your mistakes enthusiastically, mm-hmm. right? How much more momentum are you going to carry than if you're just getting bummed out and soul crushed every time that happens? Yeah, I get that a lot. I I get bummed out really right. quickly on on stupid things, and I have that tendency to get bummed out quickly. And you know, I spoke a lot about this to Kevin, where I used to get bummed out. Uh, really quickly or just you know some just people walk up to you and say something stupid or just bum your mood out for no reason at all right and i i have the struggles of getting back in the same energy uh or putting you know how i you know uh the same fucking stand-up energy right so bringing that shit back is a big big pain and imagine having that uh before the show or before your act you know or mm-hmm. you know that's that's why I asked you because imagine somebody pissing you off before your train or before your performance, right? So that is that's a that's a really crucial point in your life, you know, because you're gonna fucking perform. So mm-hmm. and that, that's when I would like uh, ask the question: How do you just bring that? And I like the part when you said <laughs> you need to have look at your flaws with enthusiasm. That 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 is mm-hmm. that that is the beautiful line. It's, it's it's it is it is especially Kevin, in comedy, right? It's a choice. Yeah. Flaws. Yeah. Yeah, it's all perspective. Those it's a perspective. Yes, every single flaw is a joke. In you know, in 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 comedy though. So if you have flaws right. and you know it about yourself, or someone makes fun of you, whatever, like that's that's instantly a joke that's, you can bring yeah. on stage. So absolutely, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's it's all it's all relative. I I I'm a fan of comedy, and so um, and I listen to quite a few comedy podcasts, and so I'm like, who I'm, who's your favorite comedian? Uh, who's I'm your about favorite to comedian? Ask that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, let's see. So. So I think for me, and it's an easy answer, but for me, Dave Chappelle is like my, not just my oh, favorite comedian, but he's a, yeah. he's a, he's a hero of mine. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, 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 Dave Chappelle is actually one of my heroes. Um, I, I look at him more of a thought leader than a, uh, 
than a comedian at this point in time. Yeah. Like, I think the work that he's doing, he's uncancelable, which I think is like, in this time is so fucking important. Um, especially when guys like Chris Rock have sold out and gone fucking, you know, gone like super woke. And it's just like, <laughs> if that's, if that's really what you believe. Cool. Like, I don't want right. to tell you like what to believe, but it feels right. so pandering. And, and it's just like, that's not comedy, man. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, true. you know, like it broke my heart when I watched coming to America too. And saw how pandering the movie was. It was like yes, it's so bad. This, it's the first bad. is so it's hard. the okay. first one is so fearless. Yeah, right. The first coming to America. Like my wife's from Singapore, right? Right. And so every now and then, I, I'll, I'll especially in the beginning of our relationship, I would sh- have to show her like essential American movies, right? right. So I'm, right. I'm 41 years old. Okay, so you're 41. Classic. I'm 41 years old. Damn, you don't look like one. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Younger, right? I, my, my wife's 28, so I get the fountain of youth from... from <laughs> but, uh, so, coming to America is essential fucking viewing if, right, you're, if right. you, you, know, you didn't grow up in this culture, right? Even if you're not an 80s baby, like, coming right. to America is essential viewing, right? Fearless right. comedy. Fearless. Fearless. They're doing all kinds of wild shit. Eddie, like, the genius of Eddie Murphy doing all these different characters, and, and then you go watch this, like pandering garbage and it's fucking <laughs> heartbreaking so uh, uh but like uh but to answer your question fully uh i really like bill burr um, yes bill like, burr uh, yeah yeah i i uh i probably second to uh to Chappelle. uh patrice o'neill was one of my favorites when, when he was with us i yeah, think elephant in the so room good. is a fucking yeah. i think elephant oh, yeah. in the room is is a masterpiece his special you can watch it on youtube and some of the clips are fucking like yeah he he was just brilliant uh that theo vaughn I, I enjoy quite a much yeah yeah yeah, yeah. patrice o'neill was uh, and, and actually he was fearless to the point where he didn't allow himself to actually have the career he could have because he had True. such a fuck you attitude towards everybody <laughs> which, he was he's too yeah. ahead of his time if he was like, too ahead, yeah too ahead too ahead if he was around now he would be an icon if he was if patrice o'neill was alive today it would be yeah, one of icon. the biggest voices that we have. You'd be an I, icon. I believe that. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. But when I started comedy, right? Like, uh, I, I told my friends and my family that I was doing it, right? And then, like, you know, hey, come to my, all my shows and stuff like that and my open mics, right? But then you have, like, other comics who are just, like, so afraid to, like, bomb in front of, like, the people that they love, right? Which, like, you know, because they, they want to only see him, hey, listen, I only want you to see me, like, when I'm, like, really, really good. Right. right? Like, right, right. Example, like, and Shady, right? You, your parents have not seen you, done, done stand up there, right? You, <laughs> I'm like, why haven't you, like, they should see you at least one time, though. Like, you're so good at no, it. No. It's, it's, it's very difficult. It's, it's very different with the Indian. Kevin always wants my parents to see my comedy, but I feel it's, it's really different with the Indian uh, culture and the Indian parents. It's very different. The mentality different. The, the upbringing is different. Because we, grew, I mean, I am more of a millennial because I'm living in the true era. I mean, with the current economy and how the jokes of today's generation and it's growing. My parents came from World War II, which is way, mm-hmm. way back. So hearing, you know, faces like fuck me or cunts or, you know, the, you know whatever, <laughs> or whatever you say, the way you want to say it out. The today's comedy. Uh, they, it's not about finding it funny, but they'll find the logic behind it. And the first thing they will be like, why do you want to say it? They won't, they won't address the humor. They would address the words instead. 
you know, mm-hmm. in, in instantly figuring out why is it said this way in a very bad way. They, they won't read the whole sentence. And I don't blame them because my parents are very supportive. Dude, there's a joke right there. You got a joke in that. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> like them just taking the logic out of something so funny and then like maybe misconstruing it or yeah, taking it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. You got a yeah. joke right there. Thank you. I never thought about this. I'm gonna fucking write this down. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good bit. That's a yeah. good bit. <laughs> you could take something so obscene Right. right. And you're talking about something so crazy. And then your parents take it literal. Literal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm not even trying to be right. literal. They just flip it out. They just flip it into literal conversation. And I'm like, why? What's happening? I'm just talking. I'm just trying to explain something. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, my mom is very supportive. Like I get my I think I get my the ex, I'm an extrovert. I talk to we have this head on conversation talking man to man. Right. You know, with no fear. I get that from mm-hmm. my mom. Because my mom is very outspoken. I get this outspoken quality from my mom. Because I honestly believe that you can be a comedian, but you don't have to be a people person. They're two different things. Right. Because I met comedians or introverts or have anxiety issues or shit like that. But I feel that personality is one thing and humor is another thing. But we, we live in a society where people are like, oh my God, he's a comedian. Okay, he must talk so much. Or he must be like super loud. <laughs> you know, super. I'm like, no, don't generalize us. Come on. Like, so that's what I feel. So, but yeah. People being inappropriately fucked up is still the funniest thing in the world to me. Like when I see a group of young guys out and they are like trashed beyond belief and like one of their friends like is taking their dick out and peeing at the, in a restaurant, like <laughs> I, that. I love that to the bottom of my heart. As long as they're not like injuring anybody or like, you know, getting like abusive or hostile, nobody's going to really get hurt. That like, yeah. Pissing in a restaurant floor or or anything buffoonery like that to me is so fucking funny because I, I, I laugh at the absurd. Right. So, so much of my best stories are so fucking absurd. Uh And, and I think I find that hilarious. I find the absurd hilarious. It's so fucked up that it's absurd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you like, I, you I like think, the weird the time, people. I don't know. Yeah. You, you like the weird people who are just going to like go right. off the, the, the offbeat who are just like, yo, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, who is this person? Like, <laughs> like that, that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's, you don't it's need so absurd. You don't, it's not yeah. Real. There's there's no effort taken over there. It is just beautifully a disaster. It's a beautiful disaster. Oh, I love it. I it's love not it. how it I is. Like it. there is no efforts taken to be absurd. It is just absurd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Kevin uh, told me that you were a bouncer in the Hamptons. Yes. How was the experience as as? Uh... Oh man, so it's like, so you got to put into context, right? So, Long Island, New York the New York city area, early two thousands. Right. Uh, you have a huge culture of steroids, mm-hmm. drugs, <laughs> sex, house music, right. Elect- like, like, and, and it's, there's camera phones are not in, in, in full effect at all yet. Like people have right. phones with like shitty little cameras. I don't think you could take video cameras yet. Yeah. Right. So like, um, this might've been like the Blackberry era, but like, like and even a bit before the Blackberry mm-hmm. era. And, um, so I'm five foot six, 160 pounds at the time. I have not grown in height since then. I'm a little heavier, <laughs> but, I was, uh, but, but, 
But uh, everybody that I work with, so the bouncers that I work with are six foot six, 300 pounds. Oh, Jesus. Steroids and muscle. This is before people really knew about the UFC or ultimate fighting. A lot of people didn't even know what cauliflower ear was yet. So as you can see, my ears are pretty fucking mangled. Um, oh, wait, 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 what happened to your ears? Yeah. Where'd you get that? It, it's cancer. Oh, oh, no, it's not cancer. It's just cauliflower ear. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's what ha- yeah. I hate this, man. He's <laughs> fucking making me ear, feel sad. And then he okay. just flips that shit. So like, don't do that. that? Like, uh, how do you get those kind of ears? Though? Like, no, so, <laughs> so when you, uh, this happens a lot in wrestling or grappling arts or any kind of fighting art. Right. The, oh. co- the collagen, uh, I'm sorry, the cartilage in the ear breaks. Oh my then God. it fills up with blood. Okay. Once oh. it fills up with blood, then it yeah. hardens and calcifies. So, and that that calcification is how it's deformed. You, oh. you, it oh. looks like you have, you, you, it looks like you have a bunch of pre-installed AirPods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I can only use the soft AirPods. I can't use the hard ones that come with yeah. an iPhone. Like they won't, they won't go in my ear. Um, but I hear fine. But yeah, it's it's super common. Anybody that's been in, in the fight world, oh, I've never world seen that. Pretty fucked up. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, if anybody ever has these ears, don't get into an altercation with. No. Them. Yeah. <laughs> never, no. Never. Some good life I'm advice. Not, I'm not yeah. doing that. Just just yeah. l- let them be right. Um, yeah. So so yeah so I so I'm tiny but I can fight and right. and so um and i'm newly sober at the time i was sober like 10 months when i started and it was just complete excess and mm-hmm. an absolute lunacy these guys would so picture the biggest scariest looking human beings you've ever seen but they're on ecstasy right mm-hmm. so like these guys would be these big scary monsters and then the the, the the ecstasy of the molly would be kicking in and they'd be like rubbing their nipples like like mouth singing whitney houston <laughs> set to house house music and this is the this is this is what we did every weekend, you know. Yeah. We were rubbing yeah, nipples. Just, yeah, just like you know, feeling the sun and the music and getting in touch with their feminine side or whatever was happening to them. Um, what are you using that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so um, so basically, what I discovered is so my boss mm-hmm. at the time, the guy that ran the security, fucking hated me, but everybody else loved me. The guy, right. I think the guy was just threatened by me because he was fucking huge mm-hmm. and uh, and nobody really respected him. But I, I, I got a lot of respect because I would get down like at the drop of a hat. I wasn't scared yeah. to get down in, in any true, in any true. context. Um, so what I discovered is and he, so my first year at this uh, beach club, we worked at a beach club. So basically we're out on the ocean in the Hamptons and like mm-hmm. all the best looking people in existence are there. Right. And, right. and uh and so he puts me at pat downs the first year, which is the worst job, right? So you got to like sit there in the beating sun and you're like patting people down for weapons and drugs. But what I yeah. discovered was that when I found people's drugs, I could keep them and then I give them to him and it will curry favor for me, right? <laughs> so, okay. yeah, right? And so I started, or, or I would fucking sell it back to them, mm-hmm. right? So I'd be like, all right, you can keep this, but you got to give me some money. So we started, I started learning, there's a whole hustle game in the bouncer, how to make side money. Cause they're paying us like 125, 150 to, for the shift. So that's like whatever shift? money. Wait, you know? wait, wait, hold on. That's not for an the hour. Shift. That's a, the whole shift. The whole shift's $150. That's all. Oh. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, it's the early 2000s so it's not the worst worst you know what i mean so also got to put it in the context this is like 20 years ago almost, i know right? but it's but, such um, an important job though like that's <laughs> you need to have security that's right such an important job. yeah for sure yeah and and so we started figuring out all these side hustles so eventually i would just i would wander into the club like because right. you want to be in the club where the action's happening not at the door you know what i mean sure, it's not, sure, nothing sure, happening sure. at the door i want to be inside where i can talk to girls and stuff like that oh. right so i start going into the bathrooms and in the bathroom i'd go near the stall and you'd hear somebody go right and so when you hear that you know that you know they're doing a bump in the stall right yeah. so yeah. as soon as i heard them doing a bump i would kick the door open drag them out take their drugs and then i'd give it to the boss right and so and then I started like being like a little ninja on the dance floor because everybody was so big and I was so tiny. Like mm-hmm. I just, no one saw me. Mm-hmm. So I would just kind of pop out on people Whoa. and fucking drag them out and take their shit and give it to the boss. So then he let me work in the club. Wow. And so that's how I got down. You, you like, um, which just, and then so like, Patrick Swayze <laughs> from, uh, <laughs> from Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze. From that. I was about to say you were like a you're like a secret agent for uh, for yeah yeah. So everybody had a spot where they had to stay and like a designated like job function. Mine was to walk around and find people with drugs. Mm-hmm. That's a great this job. Is not a I'm not kidding. Though. That's a this gr- is a, a role that would give drugs to the boss. Yes. <laughs> Right. So this but is a licensed and insured company. What would he do with the drugs when you gave it to him? Does would he would he he would put them in his nose? <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask. Drugs? I was about to ask. Do you get to split it and get high with them later on? But okay, I got it. So I, I was sober at the time. So no, oh. otherwise I would have just I, I would have done them all myself. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared that I was doing pat downs. I would have been yeah. perfectly content. But um. No, yeah, I I just used it for personal gain. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. it, it, that's the move. Yeah. Sounds like a great boss. <laughs> oh man, it was it was really dysfunctional, man. And sometimes, so, and most of the guys that I worked with were teachers during the year. Right. So a lot of right. times we we were like at these clubs in the Hamptons during the summertime. These guys were a lot of these guys were teachers and like principals. And I'm like, you guys are fucking teachers, like the, the biggest degenerates on the planet and so they're like they've got really low self-esteem right on top of tons of testosterone and steroids running through their body and then they're doing all these drugs and then like then you throw like relationship issues on top of that so occasionally yeah. they would have these what we would call a meltdown right and it's a, a perfect meltdown, sandwich it's a perfect meltdown yeah, sandwich yeah it's a, a meltdown was when like somebody <laughs> just was spiraling out of control while they're working and destroying the club that they're working at right. while they're working there and then like so when somebody would be having a meltdown i would have to go like kind of chaperone them through the meltdown mm-hmm. which yeah we want the meltdown to happen but you don't want your friend to get fired so like true. you want the meltdown true. to happen so that we could get the true. story right yeah so, you, so we could all laugh at them later but we don't want to get them fired so we got <laughs> to tow this, 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 this we got to we got to tow this line of of being out of control but not so abusive that it gets you fired right yes true true and that was but a, they were a very delicate balance that, that, wait. that would so wait they would they teachers would, school teachers so they would teach kids during during the year and then they would teach kids and then babies the and in the summertime they were bouncers yeah. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. But yeah, it was just like, dude, you gotta like, we ran the clubs and we all worked for a security company that ran all the other clubs. So we worked at a day spot mm -hmm. and then we all would work at different clubs at night, but we all worked together. So it was like a big fraternity. So mm -hmm. anywhere I went, I knew somebody because we were like part of this fraternity. Right, like you, show up, you fucking like show them the mark behind your ear, and they fucking let you in or whatever. That's, yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah. A, it was, okay. Uh, that's a really cool type of fraternity, right? You wouldn't mind being a part of that, right, Kevin? Like you wouldn't, you wouldn't like. That's so, something okay. which is just okay. very so interesting. I, very interesting. I, I almost joined the fraternity though. Uh, I almost joined though, but I, it was like it was like it was like a kind of like a nerdy fraternity. We didn't we didn't do anything. Obvious. Obvious. It was really kind of boring. Ah, uh, what's the what's the fun of that? I know, I know. But it was like, it's like you know, this is like 2012 though. So we're like, oh, no hazing, guys. You know, like we're gonna monitor. But like, okay, I would have joined. Uh, but it takes so much commitment to do a, to be in a fraternity. You had yeah, to like and, yeah, three or does, four days a week. You had to like right. had to go to all these different parties. It's like it's a lot. And I was like failing calculus at the time, so I'm like, okay, I need to go fail calculus or I got join a fraternity. So I just dropped the fraternity and kind of got like a C in calculus, but still like <laughs> that's hilarious. I know Dude, but, our, like, our hazing yeah. routines were the best. So we literally <laughs> we would haze all the young bouncers that 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 like you know join like the rookie if you were a rookie you were going to get hazed so hard we had this kid aaron still, mm. still a good friend of mine to this day and we would make him do this thing called the bat wing where he had to get we'd get him wasted and then he'd pull his balls out and stretch <laughs> them so that it looked like, like a bat wing and then he had to walk around and show all the girls in the club oh my god yeah. And then there was this other kid. This other kid was the best. He wasn't even a bouncer, but we had a bunch of guys working for us that were at yeah. Right. I, I forget what the college fraternity was called, but they were actually in a college fraternity together. And then they started bouncing with us. A lot of ex football players. Right. So they were like um, big guys. And there was this kid, Seamus, that hung around. Okay. And Seamus used to hang out with them at the night bars that they worked at. And so right. they told him that he could join their college fraternity. Mm -hmm. All of them are out of college and not actually in this fraternity anymore. If they let, uh, they if they if he let them brand him, so they took their college logo right uh -huh. and uh -huh. branded him with a hot poker on his ass. What? And to this day, he still has a fucking. <laughs> no, I have doesn't. a picture of it somewhere on my phone. Still, I kept it. Yeah, yeah. That's too and much. Yeah, I can't. He do that. he no. has this huge huge scar on his ass to this day and i remember like he like now owns a bar in in uh in the town uh somewhere out east and i yeah. remember like years later going in and seeing him I'm like oh my god Seamus! i'm like Seamus, let me see your scar and he like got so upset that i brought it up in public i think he was like super ashamed of it he just kind of yeah, like yeah, rushed yeah, it yeah. Off. Like, Dude, i don't want to talk about that right now <laughs> yeah but yeah to this day yeah he's got this massive fucking branding on his ass yeah yes yeah. that's that's too much I, I, want no, I want no branding no sometimes sometimes the hazing was he's just gonna like what he's gonna watch this video you guys know that right oh uh, that's all right <laughs> what's his uh, ig okay. handle <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what it's <laughs> no, nah, he he owns a bar in the Hamptons. I can't remember the name of it, to be honest. Yeah. But um, yeah. But I hope he's doing well wherever he is. With yeah, I'm the nice well. giant scar on his ass. <laughs>what do you think a, a hazing would be for me i mean, I mean we kind of kind of haze but we kind of go on stage and kind of like bomb for like the first year anyway though so it's like i mean what would like a comedian's haze kind of be like 
Maybe hecklers. Uh, hecklers, yeah. Probably hecklers. Do you ever hear? Hecklers, do you ever hear yeah. Kevin Hart's story about he was working on some new material mm-hmm. and fucking Patrice O'Neill threw a phone book at him? While yeah. He was- oh, I yeah. did hear that. Yeah. I did hear yeah. that. Yeah. I did hear that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> he said, "Read it. It's better material than what you're saying right now." <laughs> Yeah, I think comedians, I, I like what I hear about the seller and stuff like that, you hear right. about like some of the, the the roasting that would go on. I think roasting is probably the hazing that probably happens That's with comedians, cool. yeah. right? And like, yeah. like dude, even in, I think in any male social group, like mm-hmm. I, I think roasting is like, it, it actually, from a um, biological standpoint, ro- roasting actually serves a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so that no one gets too high above the group. I would say roasting, notice your best friend groups mm-hmm. yeah and I would say roasting is also like you know it actually makes you a, a stronger comedian like even if you cannot think about the best jokes but if somebody's roasting you you are forced to to like you know uh you know give it back and you can come up with some greater punchline which you never Very thought quick. you would yeah so it actually puts you in in a, in a in a position for your brain to do wonders. You don't know what the fuck is going to happen next when you say shit to me, right? It just, it's spontaneous, you know? So I think it's it's great. For, roasting is, is good to like, you know, get your, <laughs> see which, what voice you oh, have. Oh, dude, it's, yeah. it's soul cleansing. Roasting yeah. is soul cleansing. It, it, it's like, it's like, it, it does put you on the fire, builds your resiliency, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? True, and, true. I, I think it's, I think it is important. I think like, some some people rely on it too much. Like sometimes social groups, that's all they do is break each other's balls, and it's right, like right, right, it's like right. there's no next level to the friendship. It's like right. eh, I, I get a little bored of that after a while, right? But a, a good a good steady amount of roasting, I think, is, it's not it's not only necessary, it's hilarious. It's like the yeah. funny. You could say like if I said things that I feel comfortable saying to the closest people around me, that would lead to a shootout with a stranger. Mm-hmm. true true right like yeah. you can't you, uh, you to be able to say the things that would end in violence for the stranger that's how you know someone's like your real friend right right mm-hmm. right i i agree i think it's super healthy and honestly i feel like every every i think every like you said like i think every male like group they all roast each other to, and if you're not they it's should. Like, kind of weird they like, should they should each other like you, sh- you should have the the freedom to roast the freedom to be yeah. like you know, like there's a difference between being roast and insensitive. Don't be insensitive, like be be, be roastful. Don't be insensitive because some people literally get they don't know the fucking difference. They just yeah. get mad of mad offensive or just say some hurtful things. That's not roasting, okay? Mm-hmm. So you just gotta like you know find the you know have, have people who just roast you who just make you feel better once you hear them roast because they're good at it right yes. so you're like oh there's one friend it's important yeah. to know uh what what line what your lines are with, with right your true you know, and then true. you're only going to do that if you try it and experiment. yeah, <laughs> yeah and sometimes you're going to cross the line and that's okay yeah, you dial it back yeah that's okay. yeah you just got to dial it back a little bit like oh sorry that was that was a little too far you know exactly. but um yeah it's I, I i i don't know i enjoy it like i you know i'm short bald i have fucked up ears but, you know like there, there's <laughs> a bunch of things that that people can roast me for and they do like my friends my 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 wife encouraged pretty much all of her female friends to call me a fucking thumb (laughs) thumb. thumb. (laughs) yeah 
Yeah. And so like they'll they'll leave literally like for like a day. I went and looked at every Instagram post that I had, and there was ten thumbs, people putting thumb comments <laughs> on them. Yeah. 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 I was like, oh, that, that's pretty good. Um, yeah, some some of them like some of them greet me as thumb. Yeah. Thumb. Oh wow. Thumb. Not even my name, just what's up, thumb? thumb. Or thumbhead. <laughs> Or like yeah. if like uh if, if Vin Diesel was in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But on the counter side, I get Jason Statham a lot. I get I get yeah. stopped in public. Right. Uh, my really my beard Diesel? is a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I mean you you're you're like the bald and the furious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> bald and the furious. Dude, a side note. So you know Tyrese, that's that's in that movie. Yeah, yeah, Tyrese yeah. Gibbs. Yeah, I, right, right, right. I I remember I was banging his fiance, and that movie came on, <laughs> like, yeah, and at a hotel in Thailand, and she's like, "Uh, can we go in the other room?" <laughs> True story. Dang, man, it's like TMZ now. Happened <laughs> oh. <laughs> the. They're not. They're not engaged anymore. No, obviously not anymore. Yeah. No yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. This was in my hoe days. This is before I met my wife. When oh I was yeah. A hoe. yeah. Hoe days. She fucking ruined it. <laughs> That's <hilarious>. okay. <laughs> What was it like living in um, Thailand, though? Because I hear like a lot about it. I hear oh, it's it was amazing, amazing. Yeah. Well, you get a lot of sex. Tall... In, you, you get a lot of sex in Thailand. People just go there for sex. That's the I think whole there's thing. Bangkok. I don't know. Like no, they, I mean both are the same thing. Thailand. Yeah, and Bangkok. Yeah, yeah, Thailand. yeah, yeah. Bangkok's in Thailand. Uh, yeah. I lived in Phuket, which is like a Phuket. island oh, in the south. Phuket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it was awesome. I was tall and rich for five years. It was the fucking best. Like I've never been. <laughs> never been either anywhere else in the world so it was it was good just you know to experience that um you get to train every day go to the beach there's an yeah. influx of hot female tourists coming in from all over the world um, so i lived on this this mile long stretch of road that had right. gyms fight gyms crossfit gyms yoga retreats massage places health restaurants it's mm -hmm. on a mile long strip and so people are like thousands of people converge on this 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 area right. it's like camp it's like day camp and everybody's like you know working out feeling good everybody's banging everybody it was it was awesome <laughs> that sounds amazing i need to go to thailand that was yeah, fucking yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. It's, like, it's a circle of life <laughs> yeah no, it was good i i enjoyed it Up. What did we learn? Let's wrap this up. Yeah, we, we we gotta do a second episode. This we is like the, I'm, just, I'm I'm leaving this. Uh, I'm not asking any more questions because we need a second episode. Because you need a second episode. That's why this, it has to be part two for this. It has to be a part two. I'm definitely gonna dig more deep. So I'm 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 forcibly not asking any more questions right now. Okay. I'm just gonna hold up to the second episode. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, so what did you learn? What did you learn, in Shady, on the podcast? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I think I made him blush. Is he blushing right now? I feel like he's definitely blushing. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are the comedians. How am I making? I know. No, I mean... 
That's fucked up. <laughs> uh, what I, okay, I learned a couple of things. I learned that, um, you know, uh, uh, you can be a thumb and also be rich and also travel yeah. the world. And uh, and then you, 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 I also learned that it takes a lot of effort to do a lot of things and then, you know, to be a, a very disciplined person. You know, it's not easy, you know. It's a very long journey, and I can see the way the way you 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 spoke. It just seems like you you had a really long journey. So patience is the key. So mm, that's what I learned, and yeah, that's that's what I want to take. I'm gonna stop right here. What about you, uh, Kevin? What did you learn? I I learned about the the bat wing thing. I, I've never, <laughs> never... <laughs> try it. Try it. You'll make I'm friends. Not try it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you took from all the books and the stuff he said. I'm trying to talk about what I learned. I didn't know that before. <laughs> uh, what else did I learned? I learned uh, like it's 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 cool to roast, you know, your bros and just to hang out, right, man. Right. You know, that that's right. always a really good and healthy thing to do. Um, also, like that, um, you know that that life is uh, it's it's a journey. You know, you got you got to like. You you're, you're gonna you're gonna grow over your 20s and your 30s and your 40s and it's just like it's yeah it's a journey and you gotta like um, enjoy it enjoy every second of it and travel and just do eat a bag of digs <laughs> also bouncers need to get paid more that's what i also learned too. yeah bouncers need to get paid more yeah yes. for real not yeah. an easy job man yes no uh, not an easy job at all eric, eric what did you learn on the podcast what did you learn today eric um i i you know it's I learned that it's it's just so much fun to spend time and just be open, like within a conversation, people that I, I may not have normally run into, right? Yeah. Um, right. like, and just if if I come in with an open energy, then I can like then the experience is going to be open, and and right. it's like that. No, not trying to force anything, just having True. a good time. Like, like, True. you know, I just did a podcast before this that was in a much more serious tone. Right. So mm -hmm. my, the work that I do is actually quite serious, you know, right. Like, right. like really right. dealing with some deep stuff, mm -hmm. but also like just how, how much, how, and, and I really enjoyed the experience I just had. It was awesome. And I equally enjoyed this because it was mm -hmm. so lighthearted. And I was like, I'm just going to come on here and fuck around. These guys are comedians. <laughs> exactly. like, we're, we don't have to get all serious. Like, let's just have a good time and crack some jokes together and, and true and true yeah, like and, and like they're both important so it's like it's it, yeah it's important to have the discipline and 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 do all that stuff it's equally important to fucking slow down and have a laugh at yourself you know or, or fucking have a laugh at someone else's expense for that, 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 that matter. <laughs> but, um, either way just have a laugh you know like like it's it, it it's like sometimes it's serious and then other times it doesn't have to be that serious true very true, true. very true also, uh, uh, Kevin, why, why do you have a dog on the screen? Oh yeah, let me okay, let me bring in my dog now, cause okay, my dog. <laughs> you gotta no, you gotta go, just, you gotta go dog. change the angle. Just go change the angle, change the angle of the dog. Like that clip is very. That dog's hard. lazy. Look at him. That's so fucking it's lazy. It's a lazy ass dog. <laughs> He's got white privilege. It's got white privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin's dog is so lazy that it doesn't even He's care. entitled. It's entitled. Yeah, he doesn't even care. That dog is so lazy that it doesn't even care it's been moved. <laughs> is he dead? You're covering the face. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Dude, I think you killed your dog on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he was so bored on the podcast. Like, 
<laughs> Kevin, you can't see. I know we bored him to death. Yeah, there you go. There you go. The, the dog. Eric, look at that. The dog doesn't even care. It's been moved. That dog's on heroin. <laughs> He's like, just feed me. That's all. That's all I care about. Just feed me. Yeah. Me. Oh, Eric roasted the dog. I'm not sorry. He roasted. Okay, what do you say? What do you say? Uh, well, first it looked like you killed your dog on the podcast. I know. Like, was it wasn't moving. Yeah, I'm like, this dog has white privilege. He doesn't give a fuck about it. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, oh, so wait, um, yeah. so Eric, where where can people find you? Man? Where can people, yeah, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah. So, um, uh, Eric the gentleman is my Instagram. Uh, I'm super active on there. You can, you know, and I do answer my DMs. Uh, mm-hmm. So. Uh, anybody that ever wants to reach out for, for anything really, or, you know, just like my content or whatever it is. Um, yeah, that, that's a great place to find where I have uh, all the things that I have going on. Um, what, what makes you a gentleman? That's, uh, that's pretty much it. What makes you a gentleman? Well, that this, so it's actually a joke because I, <laughs> I, I got called that name. This is when I got that name during my hoe era. Right. Mm, right. So when I was, being a hoe and maybe not so much a gentleman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, my friends would sarcastically say, oh, this is our friend, Eric. He's a real gentleman. Mm-hmm. Right. But knowing that I was just going to run through the young lady and never talk to her again. So that, okay. that's, <laughs> that's, that's where it came from. That Now, I, I, now I'm you're a gentleman. much more of a gentleman. Yeah, um, but, yes. yeah, yeah I just like, followed you follow on Instagram. So yeah. Thank you. you. Sometimes people get upset when you talk about stuff like that, but it's like, yeah, I'm just talking about, it's absurd. It's, to live like that is absurd. <laughs> You know, um, yeah. and I laugh at the absurdity of of those parts of my life. Like, Absolutely. I think it's hilarious. I think I, I learned a lot with yeah. this podcast. You know, learn to, you know, have an energy when when you have uh, you know, address your energy with the same enthusiasm. That's the biggest line I've learned in this podcast in this episode because I get most. I'm the guy getting a lot of mood swings, and <laughs> I gotta I gotta learn how to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. Right on. So. So um, for people who want to have like more life coaching with you, like where, where, where can they go, right? To like get more. Right. Oh, so yeah, you can just drop me a DM and then I also have a website. So if you click the link on my bio and my website, mm-hmm. uh, um, then you can see what my coaching offerings look like, or, you know, you can apply to work with me and, and, uh, and yeah, we can, we can speak from there. True. All the links will be provided in the Easy. description. All the details will yeah. be provided in 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 the in the links below. Don't worry about that. We'll 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 we'll, we'll take care of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're doing this way chill ass fucking podcast. It was so cool. It was super fun. That was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> and if you guys enjoyed the podcast, please uh, share it with a friend. Uh, subscribe right. to the channel if you haven't already. And yeah. That's it. And, and, and comment, comment. What was your favorite part of the podcast, too? Yeah, and don't say the Batman nut. All right, that's not. That's not <laughs> the Batwing. The Batwing. Bat don't don't bat do the Batman. Don't, don't do the Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Have you learned nothing? You ruined Batman for me, man. I swear <laughs> to God, you ruined Batman. It's. A, I, I can't. I can't look at the Batwing the same way anymore. I can't do that. Thanks to you. I swear. Uh. All right, guys, just comment down below and share, uh, do, do, do share it on social media and comment and like, obviously. And yeah, we're going to catch you in the next video. Yeah. All right. Cool. See you guys in the next Bye. Podcast. Take care. Be, be safe. Bye,